and welcome to The Neighbor Next Door. This is a podcast where we invite awesome neighbors onto the front porch to explore what it means to be a great neighbor and the power that it has for our communities. Today, those of you who are regular listeners will immediately realize that I am not Matt. I am Adam Barlow Thompson, one of the co-hosts. Matt Johnson, our, our other co-host, was unavailable this week. And right now, we've been doing weekly recordings and then sending them out in the midst of COVID-19 and uh, social distancing. And so Matt's unavailable. And so we, uh, I got the, the responsibility and the joy of hosting the podcast. And I immediately was like, who should I invite onto this to come up with some really good content instead of me just rambling on. And so I thought of two great people, one of whom is my wife, Ashley Prescott Barlow Thompson. Ashley, say hello. Hello. And then also we invited our friend Chrissy Matei. Chrissy, welcome to the front porch. Hello, I'm glad to be here. Awesome. Well, today we're going to be talking about neighboring with kids. And um, in particular around COVID-19 and the extra complicated that come with that. Um, it is May 4th is when we're recording that. We've been um, trying to timestamp these recordings so that people kind of can place them because everything changes so much right now in the world. Um, and one of the things that, uh, that we were really um, excited to talk about with neighboring with kids is not so much coming up with the activities that you could do with kids. We have a lot of stuff that we've put out about that, but how do we also... Um, set up safe boundaries and safe relationships with kids and their families, especially when those maybe our families have different priorities than our neighbors' families. What does that look like? So we're going to wrestle with some of those things. And so, Chrissy, why don't you start with you? Um, introduce yourself and tell us why um, kids are is maybe a, a place that you have some expertise in. All right. Well, I have been an educator here in Wichita for 20 years, and um, I have two kiddos myself. So I have an 11-year-old Matthew and an um, 8-year-old Andrew. And um, because I taught middle school, I feel like I have some street cred with kids. And then I also have my own kiddos um, that I'm navigating life with. And so um, I'm just bringing both a educator and a parent perspective to the show today. Yes. And I think to, I want to also say about Chrissy, like she's kind of like a social emotional intelligence guru. And so she's got a lot of like the brain science and how all that stuff works down. And, and we've relied on Chrissy often as um, we've tried to be parents. We, if we get into a rough spot, we basically just, um, we call Chrissy and ask her for help. <laughs> what do we do with this? So Ashley, speaking of that, why don't you kind of introduce um, the story that, that kind of, inspired this episode of the podcast. Absolutely. So um, we've lived on our block for more than five years and we've had amazing neighbors, um, especially for our son Prescott, but they've all always been adults. And so Prescott's got grandmas and grandpas and aunts and uncles on the block who love him and take care of him and spoil him. And that's been a joy. And about two weeks ago, we had a new family move in with children. And it was so exciting because Prescott was so glad to finally have playmates to play with. But it also was a little terrifying as my mama brain started thinking through, how are we going to do this safely? How are we going to do this well? Can we be good neighbors and set up rules for our kids to play? And so the first person I thought to call after we first met our neighbors was Chrissy. And I was so glad when she immediately said oh I know how you feel and you can do this and gave us lots of good tips and so that's what we're here to talk about today. 
the first things that we realized when our new neighbors moved in, uh, especially with right now, our family has, up to the point that they moved in, we were really pretty strict about our social distancing practices. Like we, there was nobody at our house. We were not really going out except for food. And once a week we had a, a work thing that we had to go to. But other than that, we didn't really go out. Um, we were definitely always six feet from anybody. And then, you know, these new neighbors moved in and all of a sudden we had seven and eight year olds who were like desperate to play with each other. And we have this new above ground pool and a trampoline and a tree swing. And they're like, so you're not going to let me play on all of these things clearly designed for playing. That doesn't seem very fair. Um, and so we were like, oh my God, how are we going to set up boundaries with these kids? And so I um, think, help us talk about Christy, anything that you can give advice or give wisdom on what does it mean to set up boundaries with kids in your neighborhood? Yeah, um, it, it definitely is interesting because we too at our house wanted to be um, very respectful of all of social distancing and we, my kids weren't going anywhere and we were staying home. And, um, but then the first time we were on the sidewalk doing sidewalk chalk and our, our little neighbor down the street and who lives with his grandparents and he's a only child showed mm -hmm. up to, to color with us, I thought, oh, do I say, sorry, you can't come here and, and we'll see you later this summer? Or do we just say, hey, remember, we're not hugging and high-fiving. Stay a little bit apart and join us and do some sidewalk chop. And then that's what we decided to do in that moment. Yeah. But the first thing that I think is important is you have to do what feels right to you. Um, it is your yard, your domain. And so whether we're in COVID or not, only things that align with your beliefs and, and, and um, need to happen in your yard. Um, so, so for instance, um, like in the winter, um, when the kiddos come play in our yard and it's really cold, um, a lot of times I will just step out on the porch with some gloves. I'm like, hey guys, let's glove up. It's too cold to be out here without gloves. And, and they all put on their little, you know, $1 <laughs> gloves. And, and then I feel better about them playing in the yard when it's cold. Um, so, I mean, I guess you could even do that with masks if you really felt passionately about wearing the face mask right now. And then mm. at the end of the playtime, you'd take those things back, you wash them up and they're available the next time. Um, we've not done that here in our block. Um, the kids have played together and, and just then um, whenever we come in, we make sure we wash our hands and, and go about our business. Mm -hmm. But there are different boundaries that you want to set. Um, for instance, um, there's time boundaries with kids doing parents and kids doing school and work from home right now. Um, like we sleep in, my kiddos sleep in so that I can work in the morning. Um, and so we've just communicated with the kids that you don't come knocking at our door before lunchtime. And that's pretty much the rule at our house all the time. Um, but then I know we've had other neighbors that go to bed early. And so we've needed to have that boundary that after eight o'clock, you don't go knock on their door um, right. because they are you know, closing down for the day. Um, so having time boundaries is important. Um, making the inside of your house a safe zone. Like, so kids, when they come play at our house, we only play outside. That way, when my kiddos are done playing or I've decided we're done playing, when we come in the house, like, they don't have to put up with the neighbors in there um, or, or I don't have to. And so, <laughs> right. um, so at that point, the inside is our safe zone. Um, 
and can provides that space. Um, when kids come into your house, things can get real complicated. Um, we've had neighbors on our street for about seven years. And the first set, we were inside house friends. And then I quickly mm-hmm. realized this is not what I want anymore. So when they moved away, I put in the rule. It's just we're outside friends. Um, yeah. We've been bumping up against that just I mean, with, with our new neighbors, the, I mean, it's just, the, you know, they're kids and they're curious and they want to know what's, what you have and what kind of toys do you have inside your house? And, yes. and they desperately want to be inside. But we, thanks to Chrissy, had that boundary in place and said, you know, we're just, we, we play outside. That's why we have all these cool outside toys is so that we can do these things outside. And I will say, I think one of the things I've learned the most about neighboring with kids is that it's okay when a kid feels sad about your boundary. Ooh, it is. That's a hard one. It is so yeah. hard. Like I made an eight-year-old cry, but it, I mean, but I have to reframe that. I didn't make them cry. I set a boundary that was healthy for my family and she responded by being sad, right? But yes. I had to really like do some inner work about like, I did not, <laughs> like, like it's, right? it's okay for her to be sad about the boundary and it's okay for me to still hold it at the same time. Exactly. And as long as you deliver that boundary with kindness, then we don't have to feel bad about our boundaries. Um, Thank but you, that kindness. Did you hear that? <laughs> That's permission giving right there. That's right. <laughs> yes. Say it with a sweet, approachable, kind voice and the boundary's the boundary. <laughs> The other thing is if you're not comfortable with your kiddos playing with other kids right now, that's okay too. And, and it just, again, that expectation needs to be delivered with that same kindness that right now we're keeping our family safe and you're keeping your family safe. So we can't play together. But later in July, when everything's safe and people aren't at risk of being sick, we would love to play with you then. So it's okay to also have that boundary if that's the one that's right for your family. So uh, one other thing that you'll want to maybe set a boundary for if you haven't already is can they play in your yard when you're not available? Um, I remember being homes. Okay, so our neighbors that lived across the street for a long time, they were homeschooled. And so sometimes they would show up at our house to play like before we'd even left for school. And I was like, oh, no, friend, we have, like, have a whole day of school right now. Like we're getting in the car to leave. Um, and but one day I was um, homesick. And all of a sudden, I heard all this laughter and fun coming from outside my bedroom window and I pulled back the curtains and they were playing on our play equipment <laughs> and maybe that was happening every day I don't know we were all gone um, so it did have to address that boundary um, yeah. with their family too and with kindness that you know when no one's here I don't want you to get hurt and me not be here so right. so when unless I'm here at the house you can't play in the backyard and what what about like do you are you with your kids all the time or do you let them even like you go inside sometimes so when, when there's a new neighbor, um, and we've got some rental property on our street, so some neighbors come and go. Um, so we, we get like a rotation of new neighbors. Um, when neighbors are new, I stay within earshot. I don't want to be right there on top of them because then I don't feel like they have authentic play. Um, 
but I'll maybe we'll be in the kitchen with the kitchen window open because like the porch where they play is right on the other side of that window. Or I might like yesterday, we have a new neighbor that just moved in last week. So I was sitting writing cards on the porch or playing with my phone on the porch while they were playing in the yard. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I think in the beginning, it is important to be vigilant, um, especially because people are going to come with different views and different opinions and and you want to be able to establish what's appropriate at your house and what's not um but then once you've established and you kind of know each other and the parents have met each other and maybe have traded cell phones then no i don't always stay right there on top of them What about when your kid and the neighbor kids are are fighting or having conflict and then you have to step in or or do you have to step like sometimes I'm like I probably should just let them work this out sometimes I'm like oh no I should probably step in and then at what point do you say okay now I have to actually go and talk to your parent about this maybe too So um a couple things on that um one is when they're just arguing and I I do like to let them try to problem solve that and kind of see where it's headed. Um, But, but at that point, I mean, my ears perk up and I want a a visual because then I want to watch body language and see just how frustrated are people getting. Um, And, and I will step in when, or, or they'll come tell, honestly, at this point, they'll be like, Christy, Andrew, blah, blah, blah. And so I'll go problem solve that with Andrew in front of them to model Mm -hmm. what that should be like. Um, And when I do step in to help problem solve, I make sure that I listen to everyone's perspective of what's happening. Um, I ask questions to help them see each other's perspectives. We think through possible solutions together of how we could fix the problem. And then I prompt apologies if necessary. And, And I don't make people apologize, but I say, do you think an apology might be appropriate here? Mm -hmm. And, um, oftentimes they're like, yes. I'm like, well, let's (laughs) apologize. And one will say, I'm sorry. I'll say, do you accept that apology? And, and if not, you you don't have to accept it, but that's the one apology you're going to get. Like, do you accept it? And they'll say, I accept it. And then, um, I'll say, okay, that problem's done now. It's over. Um, matter of fact, yesterday, a little neighbor girl, she said, you know, you don't have to tell me to accept the apology or not. I'm like, really? And she's like, no, because I already have been taught how to do an apology. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) So, um, so anyway, and then if it's a minor correction, like, like we have a little guy and he was, uh, they were playing kind of a cops and robber game on the porch and and, uh, but the police were going to be the bad guy. And I stepped in at that point because at our house, we respect the authorities, police, and, and they're the good guys at our house. And so, um, so I said, Oh no, that's not how we play here. And just kind of a mild statement correction. And then I backed out of it. Um, and in that case, no, you don't need to call the parents. You don't need to contact anybody. Mm-hmm. If anything gets physical, then yes, I would contact the other person. Um, if the other kiddo leaves crying or angry, then then I will send a text message or hop over there. Um, but it's in a spirit of let's problem solve this together. I just want you to be aware. It's not, I'm not tattling. I'm, I don't want you to fix it. Um, I just want both of us parents to be aware of what happened um, so we can help our kiddos navigate that. 
Right. Um, there are times that definitely, like we had some situations, um, Matthew, he was a couple years ago, he was in uh, the neighbor's yard and, and he was talking about, they were playing a game about dragons and, and he said something about mating season and that perked that mom's ears up. And so she texted me and said, Hey, what exactly does Matthew know about mating season? And I was like, let me ask. So later that evening, I asked Matthew about like, what were you playing today? And, and was there a mating season? And he was like, yeah. I'm like, what's mating season mean? And, and he was like, well, you know, it's when the dragon eggs appear and you get baby dragons. I said, oh, well, do you know how, like how the dragon, where the dragon eggs come from? And he's like, I don't know they just appear and I'm like <laughs> okay cool and so then I texted that mom back and said no problem here's where this roots from it's a book we're reading that had baby dragons like nice. um, and in those cases I do think a simple contact is good When kids come knock at the door and my kids don't feel like playing, I have to continuously teach them how to decline the invitation politely. Because mm -hmm. little Andrew, he'll be like, yeah, I don't want to, and just shut the door in their face. <laughs> and I'm like, no. Um, and so I have, will go to the door and help model and say, hey, you know what? We're not feeling like playing today, but thanks for stopping by. We'll see you tomorrow. You know, just that pro-social way of, of saying right. no thank you. Um, yeah. And the other thing is when letting our kids know that when they've had enough, they can always come in, but they need to sign off with their friends. They need to say, Hey, I, you know what? Thanks for playing today. I'm done. I got to go inside because again, Andrew has come inside the house and there have been like four kids sitting on our porch waiting for him to come back outside. And I'm like, do they know you're not coming back? Mm -hmm. No, but go tell them. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think that, those things are important also. Yeah. Yeah. We had that exact interaction yesterday and talked about taking breaks being okay. And mm -hmm. Prescott needed a break because he was tired and grumpy and he was not, I mean, he wasn't being very nice. So like he yeah. needed a break. So he took a break and I mean, you know, 30 minutes of a break was all he needed and he was able to go play again, but giving him permission and teaching the kids, the neighbors that we, they can do that too. Like, you know, so that's, that's good stuff. I do love that. Um, yeah. I think so much of neighboring in general, but especially neighboring for kids is about um, owning our own like needs and then sharing and being gracious to other people's needs as well. And I think it's like, I'm somebody who really wants to please. And it's easy for me to feel like if they knock, it's my duty to go play with them. We should be hospitable. I want to be a good neighbor, but mm -hmm. it, it reminds me that neighboring is a two way street and it's as good for us as it is for the person we're neighboring with. And so when it, when we do need a break or we do have a boundary to set those and to take that space, for ourselves so we can continue in healthy relationship. I think that's really important. And I appreciate, you know, just remembering it's okay for my kid to have different needs than the neighbor kids and for us to hold those boundaries and make those a priority for him and for us. 
And the other thing I just want to say thank you to Chrissy about, you've mentioned it a little in this podcast, and we've talked about it a little bit like in our text and offline, but it's just the idea that like all of this can change as kids adapt and grow and have different needs, or as we as parents have different needs in different seasons, or just because that's what's going on today, um, that our rules can change and our boundaries can change, um, and that it's about communicating it with love and communicating it clearly, um, but being willing to like grow go and grow with our kids and with what we need as much as with what the little neighbor kids need. We have two, we have three neighbor kids that um, are in the family. Two of them are old enough to play with us outside by themselves. And they have lots of cousins and friends that come. And so there's different boundaries depending on which set of kids is out in our yard that day. And um, that's hard for me because I like to like, these are the rules and we're just always going to follow these rules. And that's just it. But the truth is we need to adapt as we go. And I'm learning quickly that there's certain kids that I don't feel comfortable letting them swim in our pool. Mm -hmm. because I don't know their parents well enough and I feel like they're not tall enough to be able to stand and still breathe and (laughs) all of those things and that it's hard for me as a rule follower type person but the more I I give myself space and permission to adapt I think the more meaningful and um, loving that the time is for everyone because kids can are very adaptive and they can follow with whatever the rules are that day and as long as I'm communicating it well and with love they're good to go. And I just need to give myself permission to have the confidence that I can decide these things and I can show love every day, even if the rules change a little. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And to be honest with your kiddo about why you're setting, like why the rule is different. It's okay to be honest with your own kiddo as to why. Um, And that way, because they're going to be frustrated that the the rule has changed. Um, But understanding the why and being honest with them will help. Yeah. And it's kind of of seems like just like over communication is, is just like for with your kid, with the neighbor kids, with the parents, like it just requires a lot of communication and it feels awkward. I will admit, I feel kind of awkward sometimes when I do all that, but it in the long run is better. So, yeah. And I'll tell you for me, so this weekend I spent a lot of time sitting outside reading a book while my kid was playing so I could be within earshot of him. And by the end of the day, first of all, I was exhausted from sitting in a chair and reading. (laughs) And secondly, I felt very frustrated because it felt like, what happened to my Saturday? I didn't do any of the projects I wanted. I didn't get to relax. I just was like on all day. And then I remembered, I actually accomplished a ton in relationship build. And my kid had an experience that he would have never had with it, just mom and dad at home. And there was so much beauty that came out of that work, but it was hard work. And to like, remember that all this communication and these boundaries and being present, even if we're listening out a window from our kitchen or sitting on our porch and listening close by, that's work. And like to remember there's other days where I can't do that work and you just can't play today because of that, you know? So anyway, it's an ongoing thing, but it's been a big shift in our house and it's been so great, but also so exhausting, but also great. Good. (laughs) Well, and it's like exhausting now, so it doesn't have to be later, which is great. Yeah, exactly. I feel it. I feel it already getting better. Yeah. 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 All right. Because once your rules are established, we respect those and we can scaffold away from it. Yes. Yes. Okay. I got to interrupt because these ladies will talk forever. Yeah. I can already tell they're like about, they've got so much more content to go, but uh, I have we- like 25 more reasons why Chrissy's the best human on the face of the earth. <laughs> if you guys want me to list those. 
Uh, <laughs> no, I could play with no. you guys all day long. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>Have a great day and happy neighboring. Happy neighboring. Happy neighboring. <laughs> <laughs>